It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. I like the Cavs getting two and a half points against Houston. Yeah. Cavs are the dog. I don't know why Houston is favored. They've lost eight consecutive games. When Christian Wood is out, they've been terrible. They've been losing straight up to a lot of bad teams. I like Cleveland getting the points at home, even though they are in a back-to-back. So I will be backing the Cavaliers. Oladipo toward the bucket. That was altered by Okoro. Back come the Cavaliers. Garland's on the run. No look to Sexton with a finish. Opened up this 106-89 lead. On the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Russ Tucker with you for the next three hours today. Bunch of fantastic guests, as always, here on BetQL Daily, part of the BetQL Audio Network. In about 20 minutes, we'll check in with our very own Tom Casale from BetQL to break down college hoops. A terrific card this evening. We'll uh, have a an extended conversation like we usually do with former NBA general manager Ryan McDonough. A lot going on in the association. We got the second half schedule yesterday. The all-star teams are all set. And uh, one guy that was snubbed, no longer snubbed, uh, Devin Booker. I know McDonough is a fan of uh, the NBA making that move. John Heyman will be here to talk baseball as we inch closer and closer to opening day. Alex Moretto on the NHL. Executive producers Jake Galley and Dylan Burns new Eli Herskovich. Once again, thank you so much. Our board up Jake Hassan in downtown Chicago. Ross Tucker, how you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great, Joe. I I, I miss you. You know, when I when <laughs> I only do it once a week, I, I get fired up for these Thursdays to be on with you. I do follow the show during the week, you know, when I'm not on, see what the other guys are saying. I noticed with Tom Casale being on I suppose that means that Eli is ducking me today. That Eli, either did we finally fire Eli or is he just ducking me? Watch Eli be out every Thursday moving forward. So the explanation I got is is some secret operation that he can't talk about, that, that he's very busy. He's out for three consecutive days. I have no idea what it is. Uh, maybe he's. Uh, Ducking your friends that are texting you about his picks. Maybe I didn't even see if he had one yesterday, if he tweeted one out. I'm not even sure about that. So I can't even reference his record from last night. Have some fun with him. Maybe uh, you saw it in a text message, but I'm not even sure what he did in college hoops yesterday. Um, Yeah, you know, he is not showing up right after Alabama was crushed last night against Arkansas. And he's been pumping up the Crimson Tide all season. Well, listen. That, that one thing you can count on Eli for is being unnecessarily secretive. Like anything that happens with, you know, uh, the BetQL Daily, BetQL Network, it, it's like he treats it like it's state secrets. I know. And if somehow the information got out, the world would crumble. Like, like dude, I just want to know what time the show starts. Yes. Just a little thing. <laughs> Like, uh, how many people are listening? Like, uh, who's my co-host tomorrow? Like, yeah, that's that's something I should. You're know. on a need to know basis, Joe, <laughs> and you will know by 10 a.m. tomorrow Eastern. I mean, it's uh, he has a unique leadership style, that is for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Have you met a worse liar in your life? Like, Absolutely he's... not. <laughs> he's so bad at it. No, I, mean, I think the best. I think the best part of Eli. I, first of all, he's a terrible liar. Second of all, 
Have you ever heard Eli say, my bad, my no. fault, I no. was wrong? Have you ever heard any semblance of personal responsibility or accountability, which are pretty important traits in a leader? Hopefully he's listening or watching the show. <laughs> I just, like, like, let me just say this, okay? And this is just a, a word to the wise, all right? I know we've got some young guys, Jake Galley, Dylan Burns, love them both. Two things I'll say, Joe, and you probably agree with me, okay? Mm -hmm. The smartest, most successful people I know, okay, freely admit both when they are wrong and when they don't know something. Think about that. The smartest people I know, the most successful people I know in a million different walks of life, freely admit when they're wrong and or when they don't know something. You know why? Because if you're confident and you're successful or whatever, you're not, you, you don't have the insecurity, right? Like you don't have the insecurity to say, oh, they're going to think I don't know that. Like I'll admit, uh, right. I say on here all the time stuff I don't know. You know what I mean? Like when we're interviewing guys about golf betting or whatever, like I admit all the time stuff I don't know. And I just think people appreciate that and respect that. Like there's a lot I don't know and I don't pretend to know it. There are things that none of us know, but a lot of people do pretend. Okay. Uh, to answer your question from a moment ago, what the closest he'll come to saying his fault or he was wrong in a situation is that's fair. Like, no, it's not fair. You're wrong. I'm right. This has to change. Don't say fair. That's fair. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite. And this is amazing. This is like, I love the rundown that Jake Galley put together. First 15 minutes, just rip Eli Hershkovich in every way wow. you can come up with. They Listen, love I, I'm not mad at Jake for putting that on the rundown. But no, in all sincerity, um, even when he loses a bet, Oh, he like he like ar he argues why it was actually the right side, 100%. and then like blames either the refs or the players. <laughs> <laughs> like, Every time, like, yeah. like it is not my fault. Rutgers lost. Okay, Rutgers was the right side to be on. They just didn't shoot well. The team they played did shoot well. Well, yeah. That's kind of part of basketball. Like, kind of a big part of basketball is the whole shooting thing. I don't know how to tell you this, but it's just unbelievable. Like, just be like, I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Like, I <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's Ross Tucker. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, on 1430 Live in Denver, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time, radio.com app. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Ross is at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm at Joe O670. Uh, download the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed, radio.com, Spotify, iTunes, and you can watch us, radio.com slash BetQL-Daily. Ross, let's start with the NBA. A uh, big story last night was the Lakers and the Jazz, and it was mind-blowing. 24 hours ago to see that LeBron James was an eight and a half to nine point underdog and LeBron James's club was never close to covering that point spread per usual the Jazz just raining in threes all night Bogdanovich hit five of them Conley and Clarkson each hit four of them 
that's how they've been winning a lot of games all season long. And now the Lakers have lost, what, four of five without Anthony Davis, bunch of double-digit losses. And the crazy thing to me, and it's not just points bet, it's every sports book that I've seen. Ross, LeBron James is still the betting favorite to be the MVP. Right now, points bet, he's plus 190, and be the second favorite, plus 250. Jokic, he's plus 400. Then you've got Curry, Luka, Giannis, KD, Kawhi, Lillard, and Harden. And maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment, and I'm overreacting. LeBron uh, lost the second-best player on his team. Maybe some would argue right now that he's actually the best player at this stage in their careers. But it is wild that we wake up today after the Lakers losing four of five without AD, and LeBron James is still the favorite to be the MVP. There's no way he should be the favorite. Who do you think should be? I'd put Embiid there. That, that See, that's interesting to me because – my frustration with Embiid, who's been unbelievable, is just how many games he's missed. Yeah. Has LeBron missed any? Uh, let me check. But, but they're losing now. That's the, that's the I, I problem know, that but I have. Embiid's missed like at least eight games, right? I'm sure Galley knows. My boy Jake Galley knows. I think oh, he's I know he knows. <laughs> I, I think he's missed like at least eight games. And in, in a weird way, though, Joe, this is like diabolical by Embiid, okay? When he misses games, the Sixers lose, mm-hmm. which just kind of reinforces yes. how valuable he is. Yeah. So, like, what's the argument here? Is the argument that him sh- missing games shows how valuable he is? Or is him missing games making him less valuable because he's not playing in the games and need him to? Yeah, that's... It's going to be fascinating moving forward. I just, there are other guys on the outside. So we've been talking so long about this that it's an argument of three LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. And I think that's kind of changed here. We can branch out a little bit. This thing is wide open. While I do say that LeBron should not be the favorite, I think so many guys, especially over the last week, have entered the conversation. Like Steph Curry, uh, Luka Doncic, if the the Mavs get a decent playoff spot. Giannis, he's probably out. KD, he's probably out. He's missed too much time. But if the Clippers continue uh, to have a great record this season, they go on a tear in the second half of the season. Again, uh, Kawhi could be in the conversation. What Dame Lillard is doing, just holding the Blazers up pretty much all by himself, Maybe he should be in. And now people are starting to bring up James Harden. The Brooklyn Nets are going to be the best team in the NBA, and that's certainly possible. Harden's leading them right now. Problem is, KD's going to come back. Well, correct. And here's my question. I know we're talking a lot about the MVP and stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you think of the Utah Jazz, man? Unreal, man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, we – If you notice, especially in the NBA, but also in the NFL, you don't believe that a team can do it until you see them do it. Like, nobody is going to believe that the Utah Jazz can go to the NBA Finals and win it until they actually do it. But that's how people were about Golden State until they did it. That's how people were. You know what I mean? Like, unless you have LeBron on your team, 
Nobody's going to believe, Joe, that the Milwaukee Bucks can go to the NBA Finals and win it, or the Sixers, until they do it. People even know that Giannis is good and that Embiid's good, the Sixers are good, but sure, they just don't believe it. Now, they, they do believe it with the Nets because they have three superstars and they have Durant, who's done it multiple times, and Kyrie did it in Cleveland. At some point, you have to buy in, unless you're just going to say they don't have a superstar, they don't have a top 10 player on the roster, and you can't win titles in this era like this anymore. And you're, you're never going to move those people. No matter what they do in the regular season, they're going to say they're peaking too early. When it comes down to it, when let's say LeBron is going one-on-one -on -one against somebody or AD is healthy if they end up meeting the Lakers in the playoffs, or you've got P uh, Paul George rolling, same thing with Ka Kawhi with the Clippers, you're right. Until they do it, nobody's going to believe. If you haven't bought in now, I mean, you're just you're not going to buy in. You're not, but it's unreal what they've done. They are the best team in the Quinn. NBA. Do you agree? They are the best team yes. in the NBA. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't mean they're going to win the whole thing, but dude, they're 26 and six. And they're covering the number every night. They're, they're covering the spread every night. Doesn't Their matter. win percentage is 813. Nobody yes. else is even above 700. Quinn Snyder's won the coach of the year. It's over. Correct. Right? It's over. Because even if Brooklyn ends up, let's say they end up with the best record. Nope. They're not going to give it to Steve Nash. They say, oh, it's because of the, the trade you made for Harden. That changed everything. Let me ask you this, Joe. This is unrelated a little bit. Who would you want? Forget all your bets, which I know is impossible yeah. to do. Who would Sorry. you want to win the NBA Finals? So for me, it's obviously the Sixers. I'm a Sixers fan. But other than the Sixers... It would be the Utah Jazz or the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, it would not be the Nets or the Lakers or one of these teams that's brought in a bunch of guys. It would be like a homegrown team with Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And I know they brought in Mike Conley, but you know what I'm saying. Like, a predominantly homegrown – I think that would be good for the NBA. Most people would make the argument that the best thing for the NBA would be stars winning championships. And I would disagree because there would uh, be a large group of teams across the league that would think, okay, we can do it that way too. There are some markets that are never going to get a superstar unless they draft and develop that player. And the thinking now is, of course, you need two, at least two superstars to win if you want to be a viable candidate to win the championship. I think that would be really good for the NBA as a whole. It wouldn't be best for the ratings and maybe not best for the revenue, but the Jazz taking down possibly the Clippers and the Lakers and then, and the, then the maybe Nets. the Nets. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, my. Dude, if, if the Jazz play the Nets, okay, other than the Sixers being in the NBA Finals, if the Jazz play the Nets, that is as much as I will care about the NBA and be rooting for a team. I, you know, I like what the Jazz represent. I love Salt Lake City. I'm going out there next month, actually. I am not a fan of what the Brooklyn Nets represent yeah. on multiple levels. And speaking of the East, somewhat near the top, the Celtics stink. And they lost again last night. God, are they terrible. Can't wait to talk about that with Ryan McDonough. Great slate of games tonight in college hoops. We're going to talk to Tom Casali next about Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.